Hi everyone and welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing. It has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 14 of the Be You Mum podcast with me, Annie Breen. I hope you're all having a wonderful Christmas. This could possibly be the last episode of 2019, there might be one more, but I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you all so, so much for tuning in, listening and sharing my podcast. I um, set out to launch the podcast at the beginning of the year and now I'm on episode 14 so I'm really really proud and happy about that and I could not have done it without you so thank you again for all your support and here's to many more great episodes in 2020. So this week I am super excited to share this um, conversation with you. I am joined by um, Rebecca Francon. Rebecca is a mum She has amazing energy. We could have chatted forever. She is a personal stylist and colour consultant on a mission to make women feel happier every morning when they stand in front of their wardrobes. We talk all things fashion, clothing, style, but it is way, way, way more than that. Really, we're talking about identity, self-expression, embracing your character, your personality, so you can show up with confidence each day. Rebecca says that what we wear has such a big impact on our happiness levels. It's an expression of who you are and how you feel. Often when we're not feeling great, we can be tempted to hide behind black and baggy clothes. But actually what Rebecca says is by wearing colour, pattern and an outfit that you love will actually lift your mood and give you the confidence. I found this conversation so, so helpful. I have to say, um, since becoming a mum, I felt like I've lost myself a little bit and definitely um, in terms of style and self-expression. Rebecca talks us through how we can build our own style recipe, which is unique to us. We talk about the importance of dressing to impress yourself. We talk about a capsule wardrobe and 
how we don't really need many things and actually it doesn't need to be really expensive we talk about what we can get for a hundred pounds and where are some of the best places to get those things and how we can um, make them as versatile as possible it really really is uh, an awesome conversation and i'm sure all of you will gain so much from it so without further ado let's get into episode 14. So, hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for asking me on. I'm really excited to um, to talk to you today. Oh, I'm so excited. I think we met on Lucy's Good Gram, didn't we? The challenge, and we came Yeah, across- we did, actually, yeah. How good was that, by the way? I know. It totally reframed my thinking of Instagram, actually, because yeah. I got really stuck. And somebody at some point had told me not, you know, not to have more followers than people that you're following and actually she just sort of dispelled that myth. I I was like oh okay and then I got loads of new followers so. Do you know what and I totally agree like I heard the same thing and I think what it did what we're going to talk about today really opened up my identity like it allowed me to actually follow cats and all the other things I like to follow not just nutrition and health experts um yeah. and that really ties into talking about like personal style and um fashion if you like and clothing and what we wear because i think a lot of the time um especially in motherhood when our identity shifts we kind of lose a sense of ourselves and for me i end up <laughs> wearing just really kind of comfy soft play clothing and i i go more by practicality over like style but I love leopard print and I love color. And I think it just maybe a loss of confidence, but also just knowing what to wear. So I would really love to talk to you um, about that today um, as a personal stylist and color consultant. Um, what is that, Rebecca? What do you do? If you could just tell us a little bit about you and what you do and what led you to be doing this awesome job. Yeah, of course. So. Um, I am really fortunate. I absolutely love what I do. So I work with women um, I, and I just help them find out more about their personal style. So I do colour analysis, you know, we do, I do style consultations. So that will be body shape and all those sort of external things. Um, but actually there's a lot about style personality and your personality and making sure that you are reflecting who you are on the outside. And you kind of, you know, you've hit the nail on the head in, in what you said about we lose our identity when, we're, when we become mums. And of course, you know, the baby is the most important thing. You know, you have to sort of do things that you, you, you know, you haven't been trained to do. Like I don't know about you, but when I brought my son home, we just lay him on the bed looking at him going, I just, I'm not really sure what to do with this thing. Where's the instruction manual? I can't believe that they've let us out of the hospital with this bundle. And we talk about that with him quite a lot because he's five now. Um, And you're just completely thrown in at the deep end and you, you know, you lose your, you just kind of lose your sense of identity and your body's changed as well. And, you know, some, some ladies are very lucky to kind of snap back into that, into the body that they had before. But for some people it takes longer and for some people it doesn't happen at all. Sometimes our body shapes, just change with pregnancy so when you're you know when your organs kind of all move around then your rib cage moves and sometimes it doesn't move back to exactly the same place as before so um 
you know your waist isn't necessarily as small as it was before and that's nothing to do with you it's just your body and how it's sort of made up mm -hmm. um but yeah so i i i definitely happened to me um you know bringing him home he cried a lot i cried a lot and i really you know i think i probably had a bit of mild postnatal depression and i just hated it you know i didn't hate him i loved him and i wanted to be with him and i wanted to be a good mum um but i just didn't really know what to do and i and i ended up doing exactly as you say wearing leggings wearing black just kind of hiding myself behind those clothes and then i realized that it was you know that wasn't for me i love shopping i love clothes i love color and pattern i love leopard print as well you know that's one of the things that i think we definitely bonded over was the love of leopard print <laughs> and um and I wanted to do something about it so I'd always had this passion for shopping and clothes and um when I sort of had that time off of being a mum and after I came out of that first sort of three or four months I thought right what am I going to do about this I need to do something positive so I decided to do a little course uh, an online course about styling to learn more about myself because I had this goal in mind that this is what I wanted to do. And then I got a, a Saturday job in a boutique, which was just absolutely brilliant. I loved it. It kept me completely sane as well, because <laughs> you're so in, you're, I'm, I'm a bit of a worrier. So you're so sort of in the moment of worrying about your child. And that Saturday job just got me back into speaking to other people who, you know, I could just have a normal conversation about clothes with. It was brilliant. Um, and then I decided to to go for the training. And um, so I trained about a year and a half ago now. And I've been working with women for that, uh, you know, for that amount of time. And I just absolutely love it I love seeing people change seeing people discover things about themselves taking them shopping they try on things that they've never tried before or you know and, and feel great in them or we'll go into their wardrobe and we'll um, you know put together lots of different outfits that they never would have thought of putting together before out of what they already own so it's really um, there's a lot of job satisfaction for me to see how people change when I work with them that's amazing and I'm I really love to hear your story as well and what led you to be doing this because I think so many people I know so many people will relate to that Rebecca like a hundred percent and I suffered with my postpartum as well and to have someone like you help with just feeling good you know from inside out isn't it I think it's reflecting um I do a lot of sort of inner work with people and helping them discover who they are and nourish their bodies and yeah there's an aspect of food in, in that but a lot more but it's then that shining through that personality that identity shining through and I, I once heard because I always say oh, I haven't got enough to wear but I've got clothes everywhere like they're all over the floor they're everywhere but I've never got anything to wear and I read something once that maybe you just haven't got something to wear that matches your mood on that day and I think it's yeah. so true we, we're changing we're growing we're transforming um, and it's having an outfit that brings out our inner spark our inner color our personality um, and I, you know what you said about somebody sort of snapping back or I I hear so often mums say and I've done this myself like I want to get back into my jeans or I want to get my body back which by the way I used to complain about all the time but actually it was quite good yeah. uh, I want to go back 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 but there's no yeah. going back it's creating something new it's becoming someone new isn't it and that can seem Absolutely. 
really scary and overwhelming, especially when you're trying to navigate motherhood, which is the unknown and new as well. So with the women that you're working with, what are you seeing time and time again in in terms of like challenges around why do you think it does kind of slip back? What what's stopping people from um, trying different colors, new things? What are some of the barriers? Do you think? I think it's. I think a lot of the time it's confidence. Yeah. So it's just having the confidence to wear the color, to you know, put the bright red lipstick on or the bright pink lipstick on, and it is literally just because we get stuck and we get scared of people saying something we get scared of being noticed I think and so that's why you know black and baggy is is a kind of you know the leggings and the black baggy top that's sort of a still a maternity outfit I think you know that kind of gives us some comfort but actually it's not expressing who we are and it's not necessarily making us feel any better about ourselves Mm -hmm. so I think you know holding us back is definitely confidence and so having somebody like me to sort of hold your hand through the process tell you that you look great because you you know I, I, I don't ever you know sort of sugarcoat things it's you know but people always look amazing and you can tell when somebody comes out of a changing room that they love something that you don't, they don't even have to say anything that's just written all over their faces and they've just got a smile from ear to ear because we found something that, you know, they never would have tried on before, but they look amazing in. Yeah. So it's just about stepping out of that comfort zone. And actually I was just writing an Instagram post about stepping out of your comfort zone about, you know, doing something in my business, but it totally relates to clothes as well. So, you know, it's a literal comfort zone of the comfortable sort of gym wear and the baggy tops, but it's also kind of, you know, getting out, getting out of that comfort zone in terms of being a bit bolder and braver about things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we can become so overwhelmed, can't we? And just knowing what to wear, like I think that was confidence. Yes, 100%. But also just what looks good, you kind of fall out of it. Like how often do we get to go to the shops and have that kind of time just to look through what's out there I have no idea kind of what's leading in fashion I tend to just go with what I like but but you know it's it's really hard to know especially if we're on our own um what does look good so having that really honest um eye and support like from yourself I think is a hundred percent needed like I certainly would have had you come around <laughs> even now <laughs> and, and help me out because I think we just don't know what looks good and and to have someone there to say oh actually you know what that color really suits you like it brings out your skin tone and your eyes it's like yeah, oh, yeah that, that's cool Um, And I think we're our own worst critics, you know, we look in the mirror and this is another thing that, you know, not everybody's like this, but I would say that probably 90% of the ladies that I work with have some sort, it's not body dysmorphia at all, but they they see things that that nobody else sees. You know, Mm. we look in the mirror and we totally focus on the one thing that we don't like about ourselves. So whether it's your, you know, your tummy or your bum or whatever it is, we just totally focus on that. So then we can't really see past that. Um, so a little tip I guess is to actually take a photo of yourself so take a photo of your outfit in the mirror and then when you look back at the outfit 
you know, you're not focusing so much on your body. You're just looking at the outfit on a photograph on a sort of 2D image. And then you can kind of start to see, oh, actually, I like, you know, I quite like that outfit. I like what it's doing to my body. I like, you know, I like the colours on me. So just taking um, little outfit selfies is always quite a good idea. And then you can also look back on them and you've got a little library of, oh, I really like that outfit. I'll wear that again. Um, or I felt good in that outfit and it's always good to pay attention to how you feel in something um, you know we have to get dressed every day don't we so it's an opportunity I, I always see it as an opportunity you can either go for the old you know leggings jeans whatever if you, you know the things that you're comfortable with or for me sometimes you know I'm not perfect all the time and for me sometimes it's just the things that I took off the day before and I'll wear them again because I just you know, haven't really thought about what to wear. Um, but it's that opportunity to actually wear something that makes you feel good. Um, and, you know, you can do that every day. And it doesn't matter if you make a mistake. It doesn't matter if you don't feel great in something. You just pay attention to that and then try and change it next time. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And seeing every day as an, as an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what would you say then... Um, well, I say someone like me who's kind of lost their way <laughs> with <laughs> what to wear. And um, how, how would you start? Like, obviously, getting someone like yourself, yourself to help out. Like, what, what would be your tips to someone coming to you? Um, and yeah, just from the start, really. Yeah. So I always start with colour. So, you know, finding out what colours really suit you. So everyone can wear every shade of colour, but it's just about getting that shade right. So um, we look at three things when we look at colour analysis. So we look at um, the undertone, so whether you've got a warm or a cool skin tone. We look at the brightness, so whether you've got a really bright or a more soft skin tone um, or a soft look rather so you might have really bright blue eyes for example in which case you can you know you can probably carry off really bright coloring um, and then we look at um, deep to light so whether you've got darker coloring so if you've got darker hair or if you've got lighter coloring so those are the kind of the three things that we look at and you can you know you can you can kind of look at that yourself so Colour analysis is all about harmonising with your natural colouring. So if you think about, okay, I have got bright blue eyes, so why don't I try and find a bright blue top? Or I've got hazel eyes, so why don't I try and find a top that reflects those colours, so some sort of khaki green or a brown. So if you wear, your, if you wear a colour that goes with your eyes, then that's a really good place to start, because what that colour will do is it will highlight your eyes which is what we all want to do isn't it we all want to make our eyes look brighter and you know healthier and it kind of makes us glow a little bit so that's kind of a one tip that i would say is look at your eye color and wear a top in that color um then i would you know there's lots of information available out there <clears throat> lots of youtube videos about body shape so i would i would research that um, and look into that and, and the kinds of things that you'll some people know what their body shape is anyway so just have a look at some of the rules that are out there and try playing around with them and i think another thing and i know it's really difficult when you're a mum to find a little bit of time um, but just to have a play in your wardrobe so just to kind of say right i'm going into my bedroom for an hour and you know play some music that you like put on a candle or something like that and just you know a bit of a self-care experience of playing dress up in your own wardrobe and you know i always say to people just try and spend a bit of time on your own playing in your wardrobe because 
we don't ever do that. You know, we might do, we might go to the gym or we might do something else, but actually playing in the wardrobe is something that really people would really think of doing. But it's fun and, you know, you're on your own. You don't have to show anybody else. Um, so, I would, you know, I would say have a go at that as well. And just on that, like, I remember <laughs> playing in the wardrobe as a kid. But now, if I actually did go into my wardrobe, I could get lost. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> and, you know, one thing that I found, this sounds really basic, but actually have you got anywhere to keep your clothes because we're renovating the house at the moment so we've got like a rail and then we've got this kind of everyone's got one but an ikea kallax unit and i love them i love them but <laughs> you know things do end up being in the floor drobe <laughs> yeah i think that's a big... i've got a banister where my clothes end up <laughs> Exactly. So just looking at a space, like you said, going into the wardrobe, looking at the things you like that still make you feel good, that maybe you yeah. can kind of pull together with other things, but then keeping them somewhere nice, like respecting your clothes, because I am really terrible. You know what life is like, so fast paced, and you're just so tired at the end of the day, dumping things on the floor, and then, yeah, just <laughs> kind of getting a bit out of control. Yeah, it can get a bit out of control. And I, you know, I, I'm not great at this myself, to be honest, which I probably shouldn't really admit, but I do have a banister where my clothes go and I've literally just done a good tidy up and I've washed all of those clothes that I was a bit nervous about washing because things always shrink when I wash them. So I was really nervous about washing these things. So they were hanging about for ages. Anyway, I just had a good tidy up and it really does sort of clear your mind and <laughs> it really helps actually to see what you've got so in terms of kind of wardrobe organization obviously you can only work with what you've got mm -hmm. but hanging space is the best really um, so hang as much as you can you can buy quite cheap rails uh, you know from argos and places like that so definitely have as much out there as you can I always organise my client's wardrobe and my own wardrobe in terms of, I organise them in uh, in terms of item clothing. So tops together, jackets together, dresses and jumpsuits together, um, and then uh, trousers and skirts kind of together. And I do it in colour order as well because it's visually pleasing. So what you're trying to do with your wardrobe is make it look like your own personalised boutique, which is quite a nice way of thinking about it. So it should be a space that you can go into and, you know, buy really nice hangers, buy those velour hangers, that those kind of non-slip hangers. You can get them from Primark. Um, you can get them from um, all, all over the place, really. TK Maxx Home do some really good ones buy a load of those so that all the hangers are matching and I know it sounds really anal but it really does make a difference to how your wardrobe is presented um, and also take all of the things out you know when you've got you need more than an hour to do this I normally spend sort of three or four hours with a client on a wardrobe edit and yes we are trying things on at the same time but you do need a good chunk of time to do it so take things out try them on to see if they still fit if they don't fit if they're too big then you might want to, I mean, I always keep my clothes because I tend to fluctuate between sizes. So I'll have too big, but I'll take them out of the wardrobe and put them in a box somewhere. So don't have them looking at you because that's very often why we feel that we've got nothing to wear. It's mm. because our wardrobe is actually full of clothes that we can't wear physically. Mm. Yeah, good point. So take out all of the things that are too big. Take out all of the things that are too small. Get rid of them if you want to, or keep them in a box somewhere. Um, 
and you know just have things in the wardrobe that you can actually fit into that you like and that flatter you I think Marie Kondo if you have if you don't know about her then I think that I think holding the things and see if they spark joy is maybe going a little bit over the top but um you know if you if you don't like them anymore if you can't see yourself wearing them in the future you know what we were just talking about about looking towards the future that's really important you can't go back you know you can lose weight you can gain weight or whatever but you you are a different person so it's way more than just your body your body might look exactly the same as it did when you were 20 but you're not the same person yeah so always think about whether you can wear some you know whether that kind of suits your lifestyle and suits your personality um and kind of serves you well um so yeah just have having your wardrobe make it look beautiful make it be a space that you want to go into and and you know it's a funny thing about creativity is that we can almost only be creative when things are a bit more organized Mm. even though a creative mind can tend to be a little bit all over the place actually yeah. you need some sort of order um but what i would say about marie kondo is do the marie kondo folding technique so you can look that up online anywhere mm. so if you've got drawers or if you've got boxes or whatever then rather than piling your t-shirts on top of each other or your knitwear on top of each other then if if you do it her way it's almost like index cards so you can see all the clothes um, and then you can, you're not just taking the one from the top okay. so, and put things in color order as well. That's always really pretty. Just, you know, think about the rainbow. I always used to be like, how do you put things in color order? How do I decide this? But if you start with white, then you go into the rainbow and then end in black. And then also you'll see um, if you've got lots of duplicates. So I've had clients with like 12 pairs of black trousers, but she didn't realize it until we put them into color order. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting. And I think that must help like with the next day as well, with choosing what to wear, because, you know, we know, don't we, that the mornings can be crazy and, and getting out the house, getting everyone to where they need to be, regardless of your, your children's yeah. age, if they're still living with you, um, that that can be quite in a, in a hurry, really. So it's, yeah. It, what would be your recommendation? I mean, you know, we can talk a little bit about fitting this in, in terms of the motherhood juggling act, which is real. What would be your recommendations then when you're waking up and you're in a hurry and um, it's all a bit frantic and crazy? So I would say, so if you're doing that, then you always reach for the clothes that you've worn the the, the you know the day before because they're yeah. the most handy ones you like I, I don't think they smell they're fine I'll just put them on mm. um so what I would say is do it the night before yeah that's my biggest and best tip for that because you know kids are in bed you've got a bit of time to yourself so you know spend it only needs to take 10 minutes and put everything out so that you can just literally put it on really quickly and also remember to put your accessories out as well so I know if you've got little babies then you know earrings and necklaces are sort of you know aren't allowed but because <laughs> they'll be pulled off but if you can't you know if your children are a little bit older and you can wear those accessories and that's really really important to accessorize because it can make a really simple outfit just you know up up a level you know jeans and a white t-shirt or jeans and a jumper with a pair of earrings on just makes that outfit into an outfit rather than just jeans and a t-shirt yeah and if we followed those steps and we've sorted the the wardrobe and we've done the Mary Kondo folding and we've got our little coat hangers so that's going to make that all so much easier and you know we put it our children pleasurable as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a ritual, right? It's like my yeah. coffee drinking. Ah, oh. oh no, I have had a coffee today. <laughs> well, I still got that to look forward to. But it, creating these new little rituals in your life, I think sometimes it might feel like um, a luxury or that's not for me, or we just kind of get used to playing small. And like you said, you know, not having the confidence. I think everything shifts and we put all our energy and attention towards our children, our families, and we tend to sometimes find ourselves at the bottom of the pile. Um, and, and actually what was kind of normal to us before, like having a haircut and wearing some color becomes like a luxury and oh, that's, that's, that's not for me type thing. And, um, so I absolutely love that. And I love what you said about going with the color of your eyes as well and just something as simple as, as as that that's that's really really lovely what would you say then um in terms of budget and actually shopping um what's your approach we've spoken about it before haven't we a little bit because I said I had a yeah. hundred pounds to budget on clothes yeah yeah so what I would do is is firstly shop in your wardrobe so you know once you've done that organization then you you know you normally discover things that you're like oh I've forgotten about that and it still fits and I still like it so definitely shop in your wardrobe first because that's free so you know all it takes is time and you know try and get the other people in your household out of the household um then I would say you know so we kind of talked about okay like you know a hundred pounds and I've been thinking about it actually and and actually what you really should spend your money on is a good bra mm. <laughs> because a good bra will actually make everything look so much better yeah so I would say that would be your number one priority go and get fitted in a proper like you know a little go to Rigby and Pella if you've got a bit more than a hundred pounds because you don't want to spend the whole budget on the bra um, but you know there's lots of little local independent shops that you know that do this really well some of the chain stores don't do it so well um so i would try to find somebody independent i know a lovely lady who will she charges 15 pounds and she'll come to your house or you can send her pictures and she will fit you just from pictures and she used to work in rigby and pella um so yeah definitely a really good bra fitting and a good bra that will kind of serve you underneath every outfit like a you know a nude t-shirt bra or something really boring but mm. something that fits you really well and i think we're all well i certainly was guilty of those those um breastfeeding bras mm. they're really comfortable yeah you <laughs> keep wearing them too long. <laughs> but they they don't put your boobs in the right place so you know we need them to be uplifted um so that's what you know that's the number one thing um second is just you know be a bit more strategic about it so once you've done the wardrobe thing it's like okay i am missing a pair of really good jeans or i'm missing jumpers or you know whatever it is once you know what's in your wardrobe you know what's missing um so be quite strategic about it once you once you know once you've got your list um then charity shops are a really good place to go obviously you get absolutely loads of your money in a charity shop um, and it's a really sustainable option uh, because we're all kind of you know concerned about sustainability as well and I think Primark gets a bit of a bad rap but actually I'm quite a big I've become I've rediscovered Primark in the last couple of months mm. this season they've done really you know they've done really well they do do really good jeans mm. um, they've got coats for 30 pounds yeah. Um, you know they've got great accessories they've got great bags shoes so if you're really really tight on budget spend the money on the bra 
and then you know charity shops primark and h&m i would say are probably my go-to places for lower budgets um and you know i know that people are going to have this thing about sustainability but i think if you wear it a lot then it's always sustainable so it doesn't matter where you buy it from if you wear it a hundred times it's absolutely sustainable sort of thing so yeah H&M are really good for knitwear um, really good for sort of funky dresses and tops and I would say um, you know if you have got young babies then try and get tops with some with a bit more interest because you can't wear the accessories you can't wear the earrings and the necklaces mm. so tops with patterns or just little detailing in the you know in the neckline sort of thing will make a big difference rather than just a plain jumper um so yeah they, that, those would be my top tips for that yeah i love that and um there's a i can't remember what it's called actually but there's a facebook group for, for all the breastfeeding mums out there i think there's a closed group but can i feed in it or something like that and people just share yeah. outfits that they've gone and bought and they're not necessarily yeah. breastfeeding clothes but they're dressed yeah, yeah. have you heard of that no i haven't actually i'm a bit i'm a bit um breastfeeding was a long time ago for me so yeah. um no i haven't but yeah i mean and i think we all we all breastfeed in different ways as well. So I was always a, what did I always, I always used to pull my top down. Yeah. And feed him rather than pull my top up. So I had to have low necklines and I just sort of, you know, and a bit of stretch in it and I would yank it, yank it down sort of thing. So uh, yeah, it's about knowing what, you know, what your breastfeeding style is as well. So some people can do a shirt um, and just kind of unbutton the shirt. So shirt dresses are quite good for that. Um, and obviously there are the 10, you know, breastfeeding tops out there. There's a really cool brand, which I can't remember the name of now, um, but they do really bold leopard prints and things. I'm just trying, I'm racking my brains for the name of them. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes because I think that, yeah, for me, yeah. that's where things perhaps started to go a little bit downhill that, I, you know, that was kind of dictating what I wore. Um and then you can see how you gradually just lose your style because you, you know, you're trying to do it out of practicality for someone else and you're kind of giving that yeah. away then. And then it just kind of continues. Um, and I love all the places that you mentioned. I think something that I'm guilty of is reactive shopping. Like suddenly I have an event or a thing to go to, which isn't very mm. often. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to wear? And I'll panic and spend my budget on one outfit that then I only wear yeah. for that sort of yeah. Um So yeah. Do you That's my real bugbear actually is how much we spend on occasion wear. So how much we spend on, you know, things for a wedding or things, I mean, not your own wedding, but other people's weddings, <laughs> um, wedding guest outfits. And actually the charity shops are amazing for that sort of thing because you buy a wedding guest outfit, you wear it once and then you take it to the charity shop and you definitely take the shoes because they were so uncomfortable. So charity shops are absolutely full of that stuff. So, you know, we're spending like hundreds of pounds on things that we wear once and I think that's absolutely ridiculous. We should be spending hundreds of pounds on the jeans that we wear every day sort of thing and the, you know, um, the everyday stuff. Because it's all about, if you think about cost per wear, that's a really good way of looking at things as well so yes I've just you know spent a hundred pounds on a pair of jeans but actually I'm going to wear them a hundred times in the next hundred days you know yeah. I might wash them but yeah. <laughs> you know so then you then the cost per wear is a pound so you know looking at things from a dip from a slightly different point of view um so it's not about the price tag it's about how much you're going to wear it 
That's a really good point. And some of the things I have invested a bit more in have lasted longer and I have worn them. And yeah. And, and I, I have sometimes you feel a bit more special in something that yeah. you've spent a bit more money on yeah yeah totally and, and I don't know about you do you use eBay and so I've started selling stuff you know not for much I do give to charity a lot but for things that maybe I paid a bit more for they're in good condition I'll sell stuff and that'll go back into my um I nearly said food budget then but clothes <laughs> yeah, it probably does go into yeah. but clothes I mean I yeah, absolutely. I've, I'm really, really lazy with eBay, actually. I find it really a pain um, to sell <laughs> things on there. But um, it's definitely worth it. So if you've got those things that, you know, because so, sometimes we buy things and we never wear them. And that's, you know, the ideal is that by learning more about your style and you don't have those items in your wardrobe that have got tags on them. But if they are from decent places, like, I mean, Karen Millen are probably going to, you know, go because they've, they're not in existence anymore. So Karen Millen dresses are probably going to start going for a fortune on eBay. So if you've had a, you know, a career in the city and you've got lots of Karen Millen dresses then hold on to them for another six months and they'll be worth loads of money. Uh, but anything like Karen Millen or Ted Baker, those high end high street things that are, you know, you haven't worn that much then they always, you know, you always get quite good money for those. Um, mm. And it's definitely worth, worth doing that. Oh, it is hard though isn't it yeah there's so many places and I'm just thinking also clothes swaps you know if you've got a group of friends together you can yeah. always make a bit of a gathering out of it and swap yeah. clothes and um definitely or look on if you look on Eventbrite as well there'll be you know there'll be different events for clothes so just kind of search clothes swaps in your area I think sometimes they call it swishing as well I think it's swishing. oh really um yeah Okay. Swishing, not swinging. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be careful with how you spell that, people. Um, <laughs> we'll introduce you to a whole new world. Yeah. Um, and then we touched on occasion where we're obviously getting into Christmas, and I think all of us might feel a little bit more pressure in terms of um, going to parties or going out or just quite a lot of kind of stuff on. What would be your advice with approaching that yeah so I would say you know try not to get too stressed out about it um and think about all those different parties and occasions that you've got I mean I I think I've only got two actually so I don't really have to think about it too much but um and just you know are are there going to be the same people in each gathering probably not so actually you can wear you can re-wear one item um, I would say try and, you know, you can, I mean, I, you know, a little black dress is obviously something that lots of people talk about and lots of people like to have. I don't have one. It's not my style at all. Um, but if you do, then you can dress them up in different ways. So, uh, you know, different coloured accessories, a different blazer. Um, if I had a really nice party to go to, I would probably get something like a tuxedo um, so that I could rewear the two pieces again. Um, so just think about whether you can wear it again. And actually, I think, you know, for me, I don't really have any formal occasions, you know, any majorly yeah. formal occasions to go to. It is more, you know, parties with other stylists or parties with friends sort of thing. So I don't necessarily need to be that dressed up. So it really depends on, you know, what you've, what sort of occasions you've got to go to. But definitely, you know, have a look in your wardrobe because there might be a little black dress lurking in there or again you know charity shops for that sort of thing are really good but also just try and think about how you can re-wear things so mm -hmm. I always say 
you know, when we're buying things with clients and this is just the advice I give generally is if you're buying something, can you, how can you style it three different ways? Okay. So, you know, if you've got a shirt dress, for example, can you, you know, are you going to just wear it as a shirt dress with, you know, a pair of boots and that's it, but actually you can wear a shirt dress open, like a dusted coat over jeans and a top. Um, you can wear it with a belt, you can wear it without a belt, you can wear it with a blazer over the top, you can wear it with trainers. So just, you know, for everything that you buy, and I think including occasion wear, can, you know, how can you dress it up and down? So it might be that the dress you buy looks really formal and amazing with a pair of heels and a you know and a clutch bag and a sparkly bit of jewelry but actually you can also dress it down by wearing it with trainers and a and a nice jumper over the top so think about you know how you can wear it again in the future because we really don't want to have those things hanging in our wardrobe that we you know wear once yeah or never wear at all such good advice and I mean, this is obviously your career. You've built your career out of your passion, but what, how has this changed your life or, you know, contributed to your identity as a mum? And what is the feedback you're getting from your clients from um, making these changes around their style? I think, you know, it goes back to that confidence thing really is that they just feel more confident. So I'm always getting messages from clients saying, I wore those trousers and I got like loads of compliments on them. And, you know, it's, of course it all comes from the inside, but it is nice to get a compliment. It kind of validates, you know, that, that we do look nice to get compliments from other people. So I think, you know, generally they just feel like they now have clothes you know for all situations yeah. and they don't you know we haven't necessarily spent loads and loads of money we've just been really strategic about it because we've known what's in the wardrobe and you know we've talked about how to style these things in different ways so you know like a pleated skirt for example that my client has and she sent me a photo of her wearing it to a party um you know with a sparkly top and it looked amazing but she also dressed it down with sort of trainers and a jumper so it's just you know it's about then they just have the confidence really it's, it's all about confidence i think yeah absolutely absolutely and just reflecting your kind of true colors isn't it really it's reflecting yeah. and we can change that and that's what i love you know we don't have to follow one kind of capsule wardrobe we can have lots of different things depending on how we feel on different days and you know absolutely. that's amazing so and the, what, the whole the whole thing about style personality is that you know there are kind of six or seven or you know some for some people there are 10 different different style personalities uh, but actually it's about tapping into you know it's about using that information and you know I had books on this and I was like I don't really fit into any of these different style personalities I'm not classic I'm not romantic I'm not dramatic I'm not a rock chick you know whatever those star personalities might be but actually we all fit into you know we all pick out little bits of those personalities mm -hmm. so what I do with my clients is that we create a style recipe so it's something absolutely unique to you that you can then take away with you and remember and put it on a post-it note on your mirror in fact I know that one of my clients I worked with her about a year ago and she's still got my post-it note on on her mirror with her style recipe on there you can keep it in your wallet when you go shopping like does this meet my style recipe um you know it might be something like um I'm just trying to think of a, a good one because I've got some quite crazy ones that we've come up with with really creative clients um but it might just be something like you know comfortably chic with a hint of drama 
so you want you know you know that you want to be comfortable you want it to be kind of chic and you know and classy and a little bit sophisticated but you also want a little bit of drama so a bit of leopard print or you know mixing unexpected things like mixing a you know a nice dress with a pair of trainers sort of thing so it's about knowing your your own style recipe um so that you can then dress to your style in any situation and in any mood that you feel as well i love that that is taking back the power and taking back your identity because we're all different you know we're also um uniquely different and i think you know and and motherhood there's no one size fits all to motherhood either and we can just be lost and we'll look outside of ourselves so it's really bringing it back to what do you like like you know what are your kind of favorite colors and things yeah yeah. and And actually one of the first clients that i worked with sorry to interrupt you one of the first clients that i worked with she um you know she's absolutely gorgeous and i was like oh i can't can't help her because she always looks amazing but she had no confidence in herself whatsoever and she was dressing to try and impress other people yeah so she would kind of match her outfits according to the people that she was going to see so you know if she was going to meet a friend in London who was quite quirky then she'd try and dress quite quirky or if she was coming to meet me she would always wear color or you know and it was just uh, you know, when we when we went through the process, and this was the first client that I ever worked on, um, and you know, we looked at all the star personalities, and then she just said, "Oh, she said I get it. So if I always dressed this, then I'll always feel appropriate because I'll always be me." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so insightful. Let me write it down." But, and it's absolutely hits the nail on the head, and was particularly relevant for her is that if we're always reflecting who we are then we'll always feel appropriate. So you could go to a black tie wedding, a black tie do wearing, you know, as long as it was relatively appropriate, you can wear whatever you want. And as long as it's reflecting who you are, then it doesn't really matter. So it's about, you know, it's not about pleasing others. It's about pleasing yourself. That's beautiful. Dress to impress yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you probably, um, went through the same as you know when we were doing branding for our business i love that process for identity because it is about finding out about you like what are your values what do you find fun what do you like to do what are some of the things you did maybe previous to having children that you don't do enough of now colors wild side that rock chick like i I love all of that and i think you can build like you just said your little style recipe that that is really cool um what i think everyone should kind of work on building their you know it's the person we kind of you know we have a personal brand when we have our own business yeah but actually everyone should sort of think of themselves in that in that way mm-hmm. um you know and, and do that work as well so some of the work that i do sort of you know it's some people have kind of said gosh this is like therapy this is really transformational stuff this is, i wasn't expecting it to be like this i was expecting it to be just about you know buying some new clothes but actually it's really quite it goes quite deep sometimes people cry but you know good good tears usually but mm-hmm. because they've you know come across some sort of uh, thing that they hadn't really realized before and you know it might be the reason why they were coming to me in the first place um, or it might be you know just that they 
have a realization that just you know sort of think gosh yes I didn't realize that but that's amazing so it's it's not life coaching but there's definitely a bit of crossover there mm. um and it you know like you said with the you know when you do your own person when you do your own brand for your business you look at your strengths and your values and all that kind mm. of thing and you know we should all be doing that we should all be you know going to life coaches and and stylists and nutritionists to find out more about ourselves because you know like you said before we always put ourselves at the bottom of the pile and there's that analogy that I you know we hear all the time is about you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first mm. yeah and and then we're modeling that to our loved ones right you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so what would you say capsule wardrobe what would be your advice there in terms of how items i think he said to me like 12 items but that would make 72 outfits that's incredible it is isn't it so yeah. you'll you will see capsule wardrobes out there and people will always say you need to have a white shirt a crisp white shirt you need to have a pair of jeans you need to have a pair of black trousers you need a black blazer i don't really subscribe to that particularly because i've bought and spent quite a lot of money on a crisp white shirt and I think I've had it for 10 years and I've never worn it. <laughs> it's still, it's still there in my wardrobe. So I'm like, I'm, I'm surely I need that crisp white shirt, but I never wear it because it never feels like me and it never feels comfortable. It's too classic for my style personality, basically. Um, so it has been resigned to a box now, but I still got it because I can't bear to, you know, what if I need it one day? But I don't think I ever will. Um, so it's about, um, you know choosing things that fit your lifestyle and fit your style personality so the formula is that you need two jackets so blazers i would say you know blazers always up level an outfit so rather than a cardigan i would always go blazer um <clears throat> six tops four and four bottoms so whether that's skirts or trousers whatever you like to wear um yeah so the six and six tops and then obviously it doesn't include dresses and it doesn't include shoes and bags and accessories but if you then mix and match all of those things mm -hmm. and this it's not easy actually to make every single one of those tops match with every single one of those bottoms but you know if you can do that um at least on paper even if in real life they don't quite work together then you can make 72 outfits um obviously you're wearing you know kind of the one top with all four bottoms and then you're wearing the one top with all four bottoms with then the two jackets and so it adds up quite nicely <laughs> i love it that's amazing <laughs> oh thank you it so much you think actually you don't need that much no you don't need to have loads of clothes you just need to have clothes that you you know that fit you and your personality and your lifestyle and your body um and you know that is and then you will never go into your wardrobe and say you've got loads of clothes and nothing to wear you'll say i've got 12 items of clothing and 72 outfits <laughs> and you know what less is more we should apply this yeah. to life you know we're always trying to yeah. do you do and um do so much more and be busy all the time and you know there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of overwhelm but actually if we can apply that to our life less is more and our capsule wardrobe, I yes. think that will free up a lot more space for us to do more of what we love and be that. Definitely. And it's headspace as well, because yeah. if you're getting stressed out about what you wear and, you know, what you're going to wear today, then why, you know, don't have that as a stress. It should be fun. There's really, really no reason why 
your clothes should be causing you distress um and you know some of the feedback that i've had is that oh i you know i just feel really happy getting dressed in the mornings now and i love that because the the thought of the fact that somebody was feeling down about getting dressed in the morning you know you can absolutely do something about that mm. and you know it's and a lot of it's tied in with body image and i you know we won't go into that in too much detail because it's a huge topic in and of mm. itself but you know, it's about reframing that sort of, you know, how you see your body and it's about being kinder to yourself in the mirror as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so informative and inspiring. Um, is there anything else that we that you wanted to say or any, um, yeah, sort of words of wisdom? Oh, with... I, could talk, I could talk for another <laughs> hour. <laughs> <laughs> or any advice you feel you give uh you give you sorry you give people all the time like oh have we covered everything we've covered a lot <laughs> yeah i mean i think we've covered a lot and i think really you know the one thing is is personality and you know your your line is always be more you and that completely and utterly resonates is that you have to be more you so yeah oh thank you so much Rebecca like I, I honestly line, actually I like that one I'm, I'm gonna the dress to impress yourself you can have that by the way yeah, that's um, a good one yeah I'll write that down it's been so awesome speaking to you and it's definitely something that I um so you know struggle with so I've, I've personally learned a lot and I'm sure I know that everyone listening will have too so um I'm so grateful for your time Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. Thank you, Rebecca. That was awesome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you would like to find out more or get in touch with Rebecca, I have put the link to her website and her social media platforms in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know. And if you're feeling super inspired, please leave me a review. I have a closed community for mums on Facebook. It's called the BU Mum Community. It's a fun, safe space to connect with other mums on their own health journeys, as well as find inspiration, information, and get empowered to reconnect with you so you can grow into your best self. I have a couple of things coming up in the new year. One is a free challenge for mums during the month of January, and the other is my really exciting three-month online program for mums so if you're looking for a health kick in the new year there is going to be transformational sustainable shift your mindset love yourself and show up each day with abundant energy and confidence then this is for you I'll be sharing more details in the coming um, weeks so please keep your eyes peeled and until then have an amazing christmas and new year and here's to some more episodes in 2020 take care everyone